To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Uh, I got a brand new podcast for you. So this is from back at the ATA show. Uh, I sat down with Mark Hayes from Matthews, and um, Dan Picard also sits in on the conversation, and he really helped me out throughout this ATA show as uh, I would have him sit in on the podcast, and he's just such a diehard bow hunter that, that, that he just brings, he adds to the conversation, and he's got a unique perspective on things. And I had so many great conversations with Dan. We get together, and it's just one podcast for the whole trip, you know, as we we kind of do things differently. We have a lot of similarities, but we also have some differences. But uh, it, it was just really fun to have Dan sit on in on the conversation. All three of us, including Mark, is just uh, bow fanatics. And so to sit down, to look over the new bow, the new components, uh, some of the new technologies that they put into it. Uh, we talk about the vibration, the sound, and it, it's just good to dive deep into these bows and, and see, you know, why they're designing it and what what the purpose is for it really like the handle on it they came out with a a, a new handle design um, but we just get into it and get talking about it then we talk to mark about his season a little bit and uh, just a, a really fun conversation this podcast is brought to you by matthews uh, i'm really proud to have matthews on they they came on 2019 sponsored the podcast and um, I, I'm just so impressed with the bows they're building. They they are truly the best bows on the market, and and um, I, I'm so impressed by this this new verdicts. Um, I'm shooting it this season. I told you guys to to watch out that there's going to be some critters hit the deck with this thing. I I've already in less than a month built an incredible relationship with this bow. It, it's just a shooter, and so I'm just getting back from Arizona, and I got you know one long shot at a coos deer towards the end of the hunt, and just put an absolute perfect shot on him um he didn't go 50 yards you know it's a perfect uh double lung shot but um yeah bows just shooting those coups are such small targets uh I, i'm just so impressed at the groups i'm able to shoot with this bow i'm so impressed at how quiet it is how forgiving it is how good it holds on target uh, if you guys are in the market for a new bow make sure that you that you check out the matthews and shoot them um God, the draw cycle is smooth on. I just can't say enough good things about those bows. So thanks to Matthews for for coming on and, and sponsoring the podcast for two ni- 2019. Um, we're really happy to have him. And with that, yeah, gosh, just getting back from this Arizona hunt. What a trip. Man, oh, man. I, I just love these adventures. I am so fortunate to be able to go to these different places, different habitats, and improve my skill set as a bow hunter. Uh, I just had a blast. I soaked in some good sunshine, uh, able to, to to harvest a mature buck in the end. I got some great close encounters um, and, and just saw some absolute world-class coups. Uh, it, it, it was just um, such an awesome trip. So I uh, drove the 24 hours uh, all yesterday, started yesterday early in the morning, got home late. So just kind of recovering this morning, making sure I'm getting out a podcast to you guys. But um yeah, just keep kind of replaying this hunt in my head. Um, 
man, oh man, just it just want, uh, makes me want to work hard and, and uh, plan some great adventures for 2019 and um, just makes you feel alive, gives you a perspective on your life. Come back and, you know, you just you, you want to be better at work and better husband and better father. And um, I, I'm just so fortunate that my that my family supports my my hobby or my passion. I guess it's not really a hobby this point at this point when it takes over your life. Um, but but I just absolutely love it with with every fiber in my being. And and um, that that Arizona hunt, I'll, I'll do that for the rest of my life. And I I have fallen in love with hunting these coos deer. They don't get the respect they deserve. They are one of the hardest, if not the hardest animal in North America to kill with your bow. They're just so wily, so switched on, uh, perfectly adapted to that desert habitat. And so um, I'm really proud to start out 2019 and be able to bring a buck home. But let's get this thing rolling, man. These these Matthews bows are just shooters, uh, really interesting podcasts, and, and just a great conversation. So this is uh, Matt Hayes. It's Dan Bacars on here. And uh, me, your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, I'm live here at the ATA. Uh, I got my buddy Dan Picard with me. And then um, well, we're fortunate to be able to sit down with Matthews and, and break away Mark from the, the show. Man, you've been busy here. We've been busy. It's been good. We, uh, we're running shooting lanes, and we got big booth, and people been in and out, and it's been a good show. Yeah, even despite the weather today. So yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so Mark, maybe you can just introduce yourself for us and and what you do there at Matthews. Sure. So I'm a design engineer at Matthews, part of the, uh, our engineering team. We got a great team um, there at the plant. Uh, we're kind of support for Matt, um, who's the genius behind a lot of it, and we're we get to work on uh, the stuff we actually use. So uh, a lot of heart and soul goes into it, and we have a like I said, a great team. Yeah, one, uh, you were saying we were talking about the quiver there, and uh, we thought it was so funny that you said you designed this two-piece quiver that you launched with this year's 2019 bows, yep. and you said, uh, yeah, I designed this quiver for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about liking to have arrows, and I never take my quiver off. I just wanted a really light, super strong quiver, and that's kind of where this, this came from. Yeah, Some absolutely. other people wanted it too, sounds like, so yep uh sorry about that guys i had it on on stereo the buttons get pushed when i'm taking all this the mobile recording is a challenge in itself you know because you've got to carry all this gear with you and then be able to set up everywhere and record well, you set up but quick yeah doing good yeah yeah we've got our system dialed now <laughs> so yeah no it's a it's a really fun platform to be able to get hunters on and to be able to get designers like you on you know or engineers like you on absolutely um, it's just great but yeah we are so impressed with the 2019 bows aren't we dan yes yes i i've i've liked matthews you know forever <laughs> but as i said earlier the halon changed my life and how the bow shoots and how easy it tunes and how simple the bow is the, how simple the platform is and how s stable it is and it just gets better and better and it's it's a dream to shoot these bows well thank you and yeah so. we were able to pack a lot of cool features into 2019 stuff we've thought about and wanted to do and you know the verdicts and the traverse tx5 were great platforms to introduce that stuff mm -hmm. oh man i am in love with that verdict so i get home and uh Maybe have dinner with my family, and then I'm off 24 hours down to Arizona and taking that verdicts. I got that thing dialed in, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it was uh, such an easy, uh, flawless transition. Um, the Triax was such a great shooter. I love that bow, and it was so quiet, so forgiving. And then uh, the verdicts, um, 
it, it's just a longer version of that Triax, or at least they feel the same. Yep. And like Dan was saying, the Halons were great bows, and, and the feel just never changed from those bows. You guys just kept making slight improvements, and, yep. and the evolutions of the bows just keeps going. But they're they're such precise shooting bows, man. We love them. Yeah, I like you said that the you know obviously similar to a Triax, but uh, you know Triax won a bunch of awards last year for uh, vibration yeah. and stealth. You know, that was our key focus on that bow. Um, we go into 2019 product line year saying we got to beat that. We beat everybody in the 2018 test that we ran. Um, we challenged ourselves, and Matt um, is a testament to just wanting to beat himself. And so uh, the verdict is now 20% less vibration, is quieter than the Triax, which was award-winning. And bow alone, that's, that's, that was our focus. And then, again, we got to pack in some new features. That I think the hunter and uh, definitely the dealers are going to like as well. So, Absolutely. man, that is amazing! Beat all the bows of 2018. Did you say 20% better with this year's bow? That's right. The yeah, and the vibration test that we run. Wow. Yeah. And and the vibration test has to relate directly to sound too. I would think. Huh? It does. Yeah. There's, it's a little bit different, but this bow is definitely quieter than the Triax. Um, there's some debate on how to test sounds but the way we have done it is definitely quieter and i think it's so much so that a guy that can shoot it side by side in a shop will notice it too yeah yeah no i believe it so how uh, it's probably a decibel is is how you measure the yep there's just a lot about the environment you know where the microphone is yep. um that uh sound data is something that we don't like to publish because it's someone could not duplicate it po possibly yes. yes a vibration test that we run is something that can be duplicated and we're seeing now other people starting to do that uh test as well so but yeah probably you know it makes a difference which room you're 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 recording in yeah, and a lot how of the factors. sound bounces off the wall so exactly. like you say you can't duplicate it yeah they call it anechoic chambers basically no echo they got a bunch of soundproof which you guys would know with recording and stuff but uh it's just it's tough with the directional mics and just the the distances. So someday there will be good standards for bow sound testing. Uh, we can draw on some other industries for that. But uh, for now, uh, we kind of keep those sound numbers to ourselves, and we just strive to make um, the, the difference between last year's and the new, new bow enough that someone could actually hear it. Because yep. Yep. Uh, it doesn't really matter if, if it's so small that it no one can really know. Mm -hmm. so, yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, in, in the, you guys are really paying attention to all the details moving forward, which I like. And you guys are in the accessories, so it comes with a, a QAD rest. I love that it mounts right to the slide of the bow, so you're not relying upon an Allen screw to hold your rest in anymore. Exactly. Because cables get tight, things pull, things can get snagged. And if it pulls that, that rest off that axis, it's, it's held by one screw. Exactly. Like it throws your whole bow off. Yeah. You know, so to have that slide reel like that, that it mounts to, I think that's a really cool feature. Yeah, so QAD brought this idea to us, and um, it was a lot to bring to market. Um, there's a lot of details that went into this development of this rest, but at the end of the day, it made it a better rest. Um, like you said, that is a big bolt that goes through that burger buttonhole. And to, like, someone that would look at it, that looks super robust. But like you said, the weakness of it is it can spin on that bolt axis yes that's the issue so even with what looks like a smaller rest it's quite a bit more robust um, more stable and more consistent there's other things that QAD did that's really neat that's a, 
aluminum machine launcher, not a plastic arm anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just again to the quality and the durability of the product. It's really cool. If you step back um, just from the technology, it's the slimmest and the smallest micro adjust rest that there's ever been. So mm-hmm. just from that standpoint, it's a big improvement, lighter and definitely more streamlined. Yeah, that that's huge, huge for me. Not that you'll ever have an issue with your arrows contacting, you know, the, the old QADs, but how streamlined it is now and how small it is. I mean, cutting the weight, I mean, it's so minute, but, but still, yep. I mean, it's a huge improvement. Yeah, well, it lets you get that, uh, like you say, your, your quiver and your arrows on your quiver more centered over that bow or closer yeah, to your bow yeah. to bring that weight in. And yeah. that's a factor I've had in the past, too, with really tight quivers mm-hmm. is, you know, you'll, you'll hit the end of your rest yeah it, it happens well, and so it just gives you the next level of clearance if yep. i mean i don't know if you could get a quiver any tighter than this <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean that's what you want though is everything just linear compact yeah and it, you know it never bothered us because it's always been a burger button deal but now when you look at this and you see big mounting block on the side it's kind of like it's starting to this is becoming this is how it should be yep um you know there's big mounting blocks that Kind of look big and out of place uh, as we've been staring at this one for a while now. Yep. Well, it, it's just always been the standard, too. And yep. so, like, nobody's ever ever really, you know, redesigned it or, or tried to do anything with it. And it's really cool that you guys are thinking outside the box and that uh, you guys are changing that to, to mount on that backslide. I think that's really neat. Yep. 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 It was good to work with QAD on that. They're a great company and make a great product. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, and now... The, the new accessories, um, you know, I really like the sidebar attachment. Nobody used to ever hunt with sidebars. Yep. And I, I made a, a false claim earlier that I was the first one, to, <laughs> and that's not true. But, uh, you know, in the hunting world, you just never saw any pictures of anybody shooting sidebars. To, it's exploded. So to have this yeah. high country muley guy that then has all this weight on his bow, yep. you know, it was really strange. But, you know, for me, it's my moneymaker. You know, every successful hunt comes down to making a shot. And so, you know, I want my bow to be the most forgiving, best holding bow I can make. And if I've got to pack around an extra pound on my bow, you know, I'll I'll do it just to have it shoot right. Absolutely. And and so you guys came out with a new sidebar attachment. And the sidebar, uh, that's the other thing that I really like about your your bows is that uh, you can add weight to the back of the bow there. You have a a screw hole in the back. So I can actually add weight to three different places on my bow with the sidebar front bar and then that that back hole yep correct yeah we have a rear stabilizer bushing just like on our target bows last year we had a what we called a static sidebar mount um it was static it did not move but uh it allowed someone to shoot a back bar in a traditional spot um however this year what you're talking about we got it in front of us it's the new shrewd uh, matthews edition uh, movable sidebar mount and it's made for the the longest and heaviest target stabilizers but it's small enough and most and compact enough to be on a hunting bow mm-hmm. and uh, we're really excited about that now you can actually um, just refine exactly where you want that weight um, like you said you run at a sidebar before it was popular and that's just because probably your muscles or your, how your bones line up you needed that weight off low and off the side um, and you probably uh, put weights on the back 
more and more people are starting to understand that target guys have been doing it for years and that benefit is now being able to put into a hunting bow like you said you got to make one shot so anything you can do um, that might help some people mm-hmm. to yeah have them out. absolutely well and i notice it helps with the hold um the balance of the bow i also like i can mess with the reaction of the bow you know if i'm if my arrows are dropping out the bottom of the target you know i i can add more weight in the back or take some weight from the front and and vice versa or if i'm getting left hits i can slide it out a little bit more and so you can kind of affect the reaction of the bow by that 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 stabilizer absolutely it's funny you say that because that i mean target guys that's exactly what they're doing constantly they're adding third of ounces and one ounce to the back and making huge differences when you're shooting a dime at 20 yards in vegas or you're shooting 3d targets and it's cool to see the hunting uh, public starting to realize that and and play with that and realize that hey you know the the old thought that i'm just a hunter i don't need the most accurate thing that these target guys are doing is, is not true anymore um, we're building bows with the same technology from our t- target line into these hunting bows. And you should be able to do stabilizers and weights and whatever um, that they're doing for the target line is going to benefit you in the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, absolutely. Well, and, and some of the other details that um, that I really like are the strings that you were putting on it. Like I used to get my bows and I u- I'd, I'd wait to even shoot them until my new string got there in the mail. So I tear the bow all apart, put on a new string, and then that was my string for the year. Um, just because the the strings would move so much, you know, and your your peep would rotate, and that also affects you know your 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 dope on your yardage, you know, when those strings are moving. But the the strings you guys are putting on these bows now, um, they're good to go. I get that bow and it's yep. ready to shoot, and it never moves on me. Yeah, nope. thanks. Yeah, we've invested heavily in our factory strings. There is a false narrative around there that factory strings aren't as good as a custom made string. Um, and it is false because we designed the bow with these strings on it. So you can affect the vibration, you can affect the speed, you can affect the tune just with a pair of strings that aren't built to our specs. And you can't guarantee wherever you're getting those custom strings that they're going to hit our specs. Um, But with that, I mean, we got to make great strings. So like I said, a few years back, we invested heavily into our processing, testing that process. And we truly believe that we're building a string that's as quality as anything you could buy um, and we're we're happy to have a bunch of colors too we got a bow builder on our website that you can get all those custom colors that you can from um, any other string manufacturer and they can be built on your bow when you order it so yeah you can customize it yeah which is really cool for guys yep. yeah everybody everybody wants to be an individual or likes their colors you know yeah, so, exactly. yeah no it's nice to customize it for sure yeah I, i'm really impressed yeah we're shooting a so I'm, I'm shooting the verdicts this year. I really like the verdicts. And then um, I, the, the one I'm really interested in that you're going to get, Dan, is the Traverse. And yeah. so the verdicts is a six-inch brace. Uh, what's the axle to axle on? Is it That's 30? a 30-inch. 30-inch. Yeah, 30 yep. And then the Traverse is a little bit longer? It is. It's a 33-inch axle to axle. It's got six and five-eighths brace height. Oh, okay. So a little bit longer brace height. Um, and it's it goes out to 32 and a half uh, draw length which is something that we haven't had in a few years since the 32. We had a 7-inch 32 that went out that far. Uh, we wanted to give a modern uh, long draw option as well. You'll notice on the Traverse, it's got the 3D damping like the uh, Triax, so it's got better vibration um, handling. It's got the new engaged grip. It also has the dovetail just like the Vertex. So it's becoming a bow that actually is getting better reviews than we even thought it might um, it's hard to judge when you have two 
uh, bows that are possibly could both be flagship bows, which one will do better. And we put a lot of focus on the verdicts. We're very uh, pleased with the verdicts. But the Traverse is kind of a niche bow that has done super good. It, it holds very well. And we even, you know, we're making in target colors. We think people are going to shoot this on the 3D lines yep. uh, for some tournament stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited for both. And I'm going to get Traverse and, and the Vertex. But I'm, I'm looking forward to shooting them side by side as much as I can and, you know, enjoying the experience and, and, you know, whatever works better for me, I'll take it to the field and it'll probably be both of them. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it too. And as archers is we can nitpick and we can fine tune all down to the nitty gritty. And that's, that's the beauty of it too. That's what we enjoy so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, another feature that I really like of these, this new verdicts is uh, your guys' new grip on there. Yeah, so this is something pretty cool. We, It's kind of a big plunge for us in our 26-year history. You never changed the grip interface. We've had different grips, but um, to change that whole system was kind of uh, something that we scrutinized and we, we picked apart because we were not going to launch something that could possibly not be perfect. Um, and we nitpicked everything. I mean, down to the there's a little it's hard to see but if you ever pick one up on the thumb relief we even made this super complex machining uh, path just to give your thumb clearance Um, we have a nice sloped end on the the index finger so guys with side weight your arm's going to naturally turn up and into the bow Uh, we gave you clearance for there it's in with a deeper throat so with that deeper throat normally you're getting pinched on your hand stuff's being forced down this thing was built to so your hand can fit perfectly every time and reduce torque and be more consistent in that throat. We wanted a grip that you put your hand in, not on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can tell uh, how much work you guys have put in it, but it yeah. fits really well. And and I like, um, yeah, I like how it sticks to my hand too. The the surface of the grip. There's seems, a new texture on the back. Yeah, it yeah. seems yeah. to really hold into my grip, yep. so my hand won't slide around if it's sweaty or hot or cold or exactly. different. It hits the same place every time, which I think is really important. Yeah, and we're excited too. Um, you know, the the engaged grip um, is actually a system, and we launched here at the show. Um, we have a bow in front of us with them on the side plate option, so user can now. Um, take his grip off and, and put side plates on, which is going to give you a thinner feel, a nice flat back. But we machined all the radiuses and everything, so it's going to feel super comfortable to shoot it off the riser, but with side plates that still have the thumb relief, still have that angle for your uh, finger, but just uh, another option for to customize your bow for the feel that you want. Yeah. I'm Wait, looking around with looking forward to playing with that yeah me too for sure yep yep we got somebody joining in the podcast here at the ata (laughs) (laughs) it's busy here this year it seems good in the booth you guys are swamped here yeah definitely we've had a constant flow through the shooting lanes we got uh, a bunch of bows for people to shoot and people um we launched a price point bow that we're pretty excited about some people have seen that for the first time getting to shoot it and our booth is kind of sprawled out this year, really nice. So we kind of have a, a good flow of people through. And, yeah, we're pretty pretty pleased with how the show went for us this year. What do you guys call that new bow? Uh, that's the Tactic. It's a eight, 849 MSRP bow. It's a Matthews bow with Matthews technology. And I think it's just a, it's a good bow for someone that's wanting, like, AVS technology and um, a two-cam bow with uh, really nice solid limbs it's got the top hat system with zero t axles super easy to tune 
in a package that is pretty budget friendly for Matthews. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then we were also uh, me and Dan just walked over and shot the the five inch brace as well, which was um, like probably a speed bow for you guys or a performance bow. Is that right? Yeah, it is. So yeah. that's the TX five. It's built on a Triax frame, so it's a twenty eight inch uh, bow, just like the Triax was, but a five inch brace height, and it's got the new features like the engage grip and the dovetail for the integrate rest. Um, it's definitely a bow built for performance um, you know five inch brace height in the past has gotten a bad rep being very tough to shoot and we actually we manufactured this thing to be um, the best shooting five inch brace height that there's ever been um, the days are gone of five inch brace heights hitting your wrist and being super easy to torque and all that stuff so um, we're excited about that and it goes down to lower draw lengths where guys or, or gals might need a little bit more energy and they're willing to give up a little bit of brace height to get that. And it's a smoker. It's over 350 feet per second. Yeah. And, um, it's a good shooter with the same technology as all of our flagship bows have had. Yep. So. Man, that's cool. Looking out for us short draw <laughs> archers. Like, gosh dang it. <laughs> I'm small as it is, but then I got short arms. Right. I'm shooting a 26 and a half. I need everything I can everything get. Everything you can get. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It might be one you want to look at. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, you guys are sure producing good bows. So where are you located at? Yeah, You do some good hunting this season? I did. So, yeah, we're up in Wisconsin, obviously Midwest whitetail country. Um, and it's funny, I, I always go out west in September, but I, I had the birth of my second child, my son, in oh, September nice. 9th. Congratulations. Thank you, yeah. So, But I usually go to Nebraska for muleys and antelope September 1st through the 10th. So, like, he was born right in the middle of that. So, <laughs> But it gave me a great opportunity to focus strictly on whitetail this year, and I was really excited to, to try to find and hunt a very mature whitetail. And, um, you know, my goal was... I got a buddy, Drew, in Illinois. He's got a great place down there. And um, my, buddy, my plan was to kill a warm-up buck in Wisconsin and then go down there and, you know, hunt, hunt the land of giants. And I had a great season. I ended up killing a mature buck uh, on a piece of land like three minutes from the house um, in Wisconsin, five-year-old buck. And I'm, oh, I was good for you. pretty nice. excited about that. That whole thing came together super fast, and I was able to, you know, really concentrate on learning whitetails. And I had to stay close to the house because of the kids. I got two kids now and a wife at home, and I couldn't be driving, you know, all these places. So yep, yep. it was a great, great thing because, you know, we marketed this thing called Proving Ground this year, and it's something we've yep. done for a long time, but we're finally talking about it. So it's our goal, obviously, to get time in the field. And, you know, we, we love it, obviously. It's what we live for. But we got these prototype bows um, in – September so we've been shooting them and hunting with them and so October 11th is when I killed my buck but it was everything I could do to just get some experience in the field while staying close to home for this this year with the kiddo so but I I ended up getting it done I was super pleased and got to go spend some time in Illinois and had the best whitetail sits of my life with my buddy Drew down there and um, it's all I, I passed my best buck ever 12 different times just you know oh wow <laughs> you know it's like it's it's unbelievable down there and actually got on a giant and you know as things happen just couldn't get it done right at the last second but it was a great sit and great season for me just concentrate on one species which is it's tough to do like i said i, I would always spread out my hunts and everything but it was, it was cool to this year because of the birth of my son to just concentrate on one species and i think i grew so much as a whitetail hunter just knowing that that's the only thing i was doing this year mm-hmm. so yep. yep 
Yeah. Well, in every species and every habitat improves your skill set in a different way. And a whitetail is a thinking man's game. It you know? is. Those things are wily. Like, they live in, in such small square footage, but they get so good at living there that they never get seen and never get shot and can grow to maturity to, like you said, five-year-old buck you yep, shot. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Those things get wily. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there's a reason why whitetail are the most popular animals, you know, across the nation. You're um, right. Because they're fun to hunt and they're tough to hunt. And they we, are. All of us as bow hunters you know, love to embrace the challenge. Yeah, yeah, and as much as you think you learn them, they're learning you. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, staying on top of them is the, is the biggest key this year. I, I didn't sit the same tree once this year in Wisconsin. I was running and gunning, and, man, it was fun. And I saw the most deer I've ever seen doing that. And it's just it's always that first sit uh, success. And I kind of just I put my stand on my back this year, and I, it was a goal that I wasn't going to sit the same tree because they know. They know when you're in there. They know what tree it is, and mm. you know worked out. Oh, that's good. cool. Yeah. So wow. you're you're picking a different tree every time, and so you've got like a climber stand you use. Uh, no, I got a uh, a custom built like a lone wolf system and some steps, and I fit it on my mystery ranch pack that I take out west. Yeah. So that frame will, will pop off, and I built clips on my stand, so it literally clips that um, that frame that I got from my pintler. And so I ran that all year. It was awesome. Hmm. So I was hanging and hunting every time. And I'm telling you what, that's pretty fun. And I love going out west. The west has captivated me. But it was fun to do that here and still put on my pack and, and get stuff done. So, Well, and it, it's... Um you know, we all, we love to travel and we love to have these adventures, but you know, the truth is you get busy, we have to pay bills, we, we have new kids, you know, yep. like um, you, you have things that come up, but I think it's really important no matter who you are or, or what means you have to enjoy what's right around you, right in your backyard, no matter where you live. And I'm really fortunate. I live in a great valley in Montana <laughs> where I have tons of stuff I can, I can hunt, I can fish, I can trail run, I can enjoy all these things, but I just can't think about the next adventure when I get to take a week off and go like I got to be enjoying things all the time every weekend day exactly. every evening day and I, I just think that's such a good lesson for for guys no matter where you live you know I grew up in the Pacific Northwest where you're fishing and hunting blacktails and Roosevelt's and you just have to enjoy what's around you if you're in the south maybe you're hunting hogs or you're in Wisconsin you're hunting whitetails yep. and, and you can go hunt whitetails and then you can be back you know we all love to hunt but you also have to be a good father and a good husband and mm -hmm. so you, you can kind of mix and match all of those and, and, and make everybody happy including yourself and finding your serenity and the excitement and that action and it sounds like that's what you did this year. yeah absolutely yeah. you know and i have you know person or work stuff to do too so we're part of the you know what we said we market the proving ground and you know we want to but have to get time in the field with this thing too and make sure it's performing the way so it was. It was a balance of all that stuff. But, you know, where I killed my buck, I drove by every single day on my way to work and never thought of it as a as a spot that I could hunt. And, um, you know, stuff like that. Just seeing, opening your eyes to things when you have to. Uh, it's it's interesting how things get done like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something you overlook. Tell yeah. that wife, I got to get out in the stand. Right. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my excuse, too. I think it is. Another day at the office, yeah. boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's given up on that. <laughs> <laughs> she is giving up on that. She knows when it hits. She but. knows better, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, us at Eastman's, we just really appreciate the relationship. We we really appreciate you. I, you know, I appreciate you, you know, uh, being part of the podcast this season coming on 2019. You guys are just 
building uh, bows that are the absolute top of the heap, best shooting, most forgiving bows. And, and us, I know Dan and I are, are just bow guys, and, and we're just in love with the new bows and in love yeah. with that new Verdix, man. That thing is a shooter. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're very pleased with our relationship with you guys and everything you do and the, the people you uh, you know, produce for and everything, and it's just it's been a great partnership. We're excited that you like the bows because you know we are all hunters, like you said, sitting around this table, and it's it's a team of engineers and marketers and just a whole company of passionate archers. Yep. And uh, you know, I think that really comes out in our products and you know stuff we are building. We actually use. Uh, we're happy you guys are seeing the same thing. So Absolutely. yeah, man. Yeah, uh, pleasure to meet you. Thanks again for taking the time. I know you're super busy here in the booth, so we we appreciate it, man. And um, we'll keep in touch and talk soon. Absolutely. Thank okay. you, guys. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Um, again, really fun conversation. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of technical talk on these Matthews in there, but Mark did a really good job of explaining some of the new features they put on and why. And, and uh, again, I'm just so impressed with these bows. They're just shooters. Um, yeah, I really liked the Triax last year, but this Verdix, you know, uh, I'd venture to say this is this bow, I, I have one of the best relationships I've ever had. I've only had the thing for a month, but man, this thing is just a shooter. It's just pumping in some sweet groups, shooting good at range, really forgiving. It's quiet, and uh, the proof's in the pudding. You know, the first first hunt of the year, I get one chance to loose an arrow at a, at a mature coos buck and just put a perfect shot on them. So I've got a lot of trust in this bow. I can't wait for 2019 and see what I turn up. But if you guys are in the market for a new bow, make sure to check out these Matthews, man. These things are just shooting. And and um, so I, I, I'm really impressed. And it's, um, it's just, it's uh, it, it means the world to me when a company like Matthews uh, steps up and stands behind the podcast and, and partners up with me. And, and um, so, yeah, I just want to want to do everything I can for, for that company as well. And they, um, they're just, they're, they're building good bows. Like I'm just really impressed. Uh, they've, they've actually got, what is it? A traverse that Dan's going to try out. That's a longer axle to axle. Like that would be the old bow I'd shoot five years ago, just because I like the most forgiving bow I can. I mean, I don't think I can change from this verdict. I absolutely love this thing, but I'd like to shoot that traverse and try it. Um, but they, they just have, you know, whether you're a short draw archer, long draw archer, whether you like speed bows, whether you like a forgiving bow, different braces all the way from 7-inch to 6-inch to 5-inch, uh, they've got it all. So um, head into the to a Matthews dealer and just shoot these bows. Um, I guarantee when you draw back, the, the draw cycle so smooth, the, the, the back wall um, sits hard, no movement in it aims really good like you shoot these bows i know you'll fall in love with them like i have so uh make sure to check them out thanks to matthews for sponsoring the podcast so yeah really fun to get together with those eastman guys god we just had a riot i laughed so hard my stomach hurt half the time um that's just good fun so yeah it it was a a good time getting together with those guys and then we're going to get together again here for the sportsman's expo show so really looking forward to that down in salt lake um, I got to figure out if I'm, I, I probably won't fly. I'll just drive down what, six hours from my house. As long as I don't have gnarly roads, it won't be bad. Um, yeah, heck, after just driving 40 hours or 44 or 48 hours down to Arizona and back, uh, I, I'm pretty used to the truck. It, it went quick, you know, I was, I was bummed. My buddy Dan couldn't come with me. Um, 
man, my buddy Dan, he's battling some some health issues. He had a problem with his eye, kind of woke up and lost the vision in his right eye. I was really worried about him. I've been checking in with him, but it sounds like he's he's getting all healed up and getting the vision back in his eye. It's just a, a weird deal, um, just a, a, a freak deal. But I think they got it figured out and got him dialed in. But I was sure worried about him and sure missed having him on this hunt. Um, Logan Summers, that the the uh, guy that's filmed for me and taken some photographs, he came down for a few days and hung out, hunted by myself for a few days, and then um, I hunted up, I I hooked up with uh, Miguel Morales. Um, you guys heard him on the podcast last year. I gotta get him on again. Guy's just amazing. But um, yeah, we we hunted one day. He took a day off work and met me and and uh, took me to some of his hot spots there. We found a a deer. I ended up killing that good buck in the morning. Uh, good stock, perfect shot. And uh, we got that thing all taken care of, and Miguel wanted me to hang out, have dinner with him and his family there, and and uh, it's I just got to experience the whole culture, you know. He he was he grew up and was raised in Nogales, and and uh, um, you know Mexican American family that they, they're just really great people. His wife's good people. Met his kids, met some of his friends. I met his mom and dad. I mean, just great people. But but then to stay at his house and 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 have him, you know share a room with me. I mean, I, I, um, I slept in the dirt most of the trip, but, uh, to be able to, to, to stay at a house and catch a good shower and kind of clean up and have a good dinner with Miguel and hang out with his family. It was just really neat. It added to the whole experience. And, and, uh, Miguel is a coos master. <laughs> that guy knows coos deer. He's just grown up and, and hunted them his entire life. And he's just really proficient with his bow. But he's done something that, that I don't know anybody else has ever done. Um, so we killed that buck in the morning. Came back. His garage door was broke from the night before. So I helped him fix that. We kind of got it figured out and got it operating again. And and uh, it wasn't dinner time yet. And he goes, well, we better go out and, and uh, go see if we can find another buck. Uh, so Miguel still had a tag and we went out. And sure enough, we located a giant. And uh, I got to watch the master as uh, he, he made a textbook stock and a good shot and just nailed this buck. And so he killed 106-inch coos. It's his... Um, eighth it's his eighth coos deer over 100 inches with his bow in eight years um so the guy's got a heck of a streak going but he he's a, a heck of a bow hunter and this these coos i talk about them being one of the most difficult animals in north america they are and and miguel's harvested different animals but just his his theories and thoughts on bow hunting and spot and stock hunting they apply to all different kind of hunts so um I really want to get him back on the podcast. I had him on once, but we just had some great conversations down there. He's just a great guy. I, I just love this community, and I met Miguel through the podcast. He looked me up last year when I was down there, and so we just kind of kept in touch, and then he checked in with me this year on the hunt, and, and uh, you know, he's given me a couple spots to check out down there where he's done well. He's just a absolute selfless superhuman being, and it, it was just really great to be able to share a day. And I've never killed two bucks in one day, much less two coos deer in one day. Like I had been hunting seven, eight days and uh, it just came together for us. Uh, I shot my buck in the morning and then he shot that buck in the afternoon and it was just a stomper. God, it was fun to take pictures of him during the recovery and then his field uh, photo harvest and and, uh, 
or his harvest photos and um, it was just really fun to share in the experience with him and then um, to like I say to be able to hang out with his family and friends and him and and, and he's just a diehard bow hunter he just lives to bow hunt he's like all of us guys you know so much passion running through his veins for bow hunting and um, you know I a, a lot of the things I've learned about coups I've learned from Miguel. I ask him a million questions when I'm down there, and 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 really the tactics that I'm using I've developed from you know a lot of a lot of his theories and a lot of his knowledge. So I just can't thank that guy enough. And what a fun day to share where we killed two bucks. Um, he had been hunting the whole month of January. He'd only got one other stock, and it just came together you know that night when we went out. So uh, what an experience! What a hunt! Um, I'm going on way too long. This isn't a solo podcast, so I, I, I better wrap this thing up. Again, thanks to Mark Hayes. Really fun to, to talk to him about Matthew's bows, talk to him about his hunting season, meeting those guys. Um, I, I just can't thank him enough. And, and uh, seriously, guys, if you're looking for a new bow, make sure you at least go shoot those new Matthews. They're, they're just absolutely unreal. So, um, all right, that's a wrap. I'll uh, get this podcast out. I'm just barely making it. It's Friday this week, so uh, I'll make sure I won't slack from here on out and, and uh, make sure I'm getting out my podcast. So we'll get this out to you guys, and then we got just some great ones coming up and, and uh, planning on, on recording some other podcasts. I want to record one with uh, Miguel and uh, get a Coos podcast. I'm going to get uh, Ryan Lampers. We're going to meet up here soon, and he just killed a giant Coos, which is so impressive. His first year hunting them. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, that guy's just a killer, everything he does and everywhere he goes. So impressive. I get a lot of motivation from what he does. And, um, so yeah, I want to get together with him and talk over his hunt and, and, uh, just keep putting out good content. Um, 2019 is ours guys. We just got to keep working hard towards our goals. So, um, thanks as always for all the support. Uh, yeah. Check in with you next week.